0: Hey, y'all. This is Felix, age 29, pre-registration specialist for Radiology Business Department for our hospital. And uh, our common favorite thing we picked this week, I think, is our favorite sports teams. So I would have to say my favorite sports team has to be the Philadelphia Fusion for Overwatch League. And our secret, uh, my secret thing for Jim this week is favorite electronic childhood item so mine would have to be the tiger deluxe talk boy from the home alone movie if you remember those
1: that's like that walkman looking thing right that he used
0: yeah in the movie to like record his dad's voice or something i think to get into to to buy the hotel room i think
1: yeah tiger talk boy yeah that was oh this is sharp looking man I kind of forget to be honest with you, but yeah, that's a cool little thing.
0: Yeah, I was I was very happy when my parents bought because I was, I think like 1994, and my parents my parents got it for me like when it was hot, so it was hard to get. So that was that was pretty cool.
1: Did they buy you like a bunch of cassettes to go with it? Too, no, I only or? had
0: one. And I had to keep like re recording on it. <laughs> I guess they used all their money to to just buy the Walkman itself. It came with one. <laughs>
1: I had, like, a Mr. Mike. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's, like, the but, same deal. Yeah. But mine is, like, obviously, like, for kids much younger than I was when I had mine. So I'm, like, <laughs> a kid walking around with, like, a like a Mr. Mike. It was weird. What's up, everyone? This is Jim, age 29, statistician and volunteer tutor. My favorite sports team, it's got to be the... Super Bowl fifty two champion Philadelphia Eagles and I actually picked a sports team. I, Felix, I don't know what he was picking, but it you know <laughs> they're an official I, team. I don't know.
0: What <laughs> I don't know what you want me
1: to say. Yeah, they have merch, right? You have a hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: they have they have jerseys. They have you can get your own custom jersey shirts. They got it all. it's I don't know how official you want it to be. If
1: that ain't official, then I don't know what is. There are some growing pains, I think with. You know, I I was at the gym on maybe last Friday, I forget, but they had the finals, it was Philly and London on ESPN, like, one, not two, not three, not Deportes, on one, and I'm like, there's so much good baseball going on right now, but that's what they played, so it's official. How many
0: games of baseball do you get a,
1: a season 162 yeah, that's
0: too many you don't need all those you don't need to see everyone <laughs> you, can, you can watch the london spitfire just the completely demolish philadelphia fusion it was bad yeah it was pretty bad it was like we lost zero two which is crazy because like we beat new york which is arguably the best team in the league yeah and we beat them two zero so we're like oh were definitely we're gonna win the because the, this 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 these finals were actually held in new york so it was pretty cool um, at the Barclays Center, completely sold out. And, really? Yeah, sold out the Barclays Center. And, yeah, I was hoping that it would take it until, like, day three, but nope, just lost 0-2. <laughs> oh,
1: well. So, you know, you can still change your answer, right? Because my team actually <laughs> ah, won. Ah, that's funny. No, you're, no, right, you're, you're funny. Right? You're a Ooh, comedian,
0: mm-hmm. huh? <laughs> Jackass. <laughs>
1: ouch and my favorite electronic toy from when i was a kid i'm gonna go real old school here light bright i was obsessed with light bright yeah it was uh you had like those black sheets of paper you put them on you had like the colored pegs and you could either make your own thing like your own outline of whatever or some of the sheets of black paper came with stuff that you could trace it'd be like a, a dinosaur or a dog or something, and then you flip the light on, and it lit up your colored pegs and the shape of whatever you did, and that was awesome. It wasted a lot of paper.
0: That doesn't sound that entertaining, to be honest. I remember the commercial saying, like, oh, this is fun, but thinking about it now? No. No, thank you. I'll Are you just stick, mad because stick... your team lost, Felix? No. <laughs> I'll just stick with still my... i kind I'll, s- I'll stick with my deluxe tiger talk boy.
1: That does sound cool, but light bright uh you didn't need cassettes for that
0: (laughs) you needed an outlet though
1: oh okay okay (laughs) all right fine fine you're right you're right
0: (laughs) let's just let's just get into the episode before we go into like this long debate between light bright versus talk boy let's do it or actually like more (laughs) more outrageous light bright versus (laughs) (laughs) philadelphia (laughs) fusion
1: which one has more fans
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Right. You know Lightbright
1: <laughs> would win, right? Yeah, whatever. All right, let's just, yeah. let's just start it. Let's do it. Tourist House. The outsiders look inside Japan's hottest reality show. So come on in, take off those shoes, and let's get started. Well, we are on episode 11 of Tourist House, and we'll be talking about episodes 27 through 29 of Terrace House. And I don't know, I, I, I don't know where to start this week. I don't. I really don't.
0: Yeah, these, as we joke every week about there's a lot to talk about it it definitely is because three episodes is kind of heavy but especially these three I, I felt while taking notes it was especially hard because of all the ups and downs like you said emotion it was definitely emotional roller coaster and i i don't yeah it's just it's just a lot i i think we just need to start talking about it so we can try to fit it in
1: yeah let's do it so we have the date And I say the date because there was a lot of will they and won't they. But finally Mm -hmm. it happens and Hikaru and Misaki go on a great scenic motorcycle ride. And they have dinner. They go to
0: Kamakura, right?
1: Yeah. And they have a pretty good time. And there's a little bit of weird childlike flirting going on.
0: I don't like how Hikaru did. It was kind of childish. It seemed childish to me with... He was just like yeah, your hands were too low. Oh, I didn't mind, like, that that whole thing. I, I didn't really appreciate that, but uh, whatever.
1: So is this him being an immature 18-year-old, or is 19-year-old. this... eighteen year old Oh, my God. I... Right, because, he... man, he had the birthday. Mm-hmm. I always forget the birthday. because I remember I forgot Taps' birthday, too. It's yeah. like once they're introduced, they're just frozen in time for so me. You, you that's don't, it.
0: You, you don't care about the show, so...
1: I don't they're like my dolls on the tv stand they never <laughs> age oh my god that's creepy as <laughs> shit oh yeah i know right. i know so what were you gonna ask you weren't a big fan of hikaru when he first appeared either right
0: no i mean he did have i did agree with uh you and cassie within our last episode how he did show some growth and and that is something to behold like that's something really nice to it, that makes for really good television no, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I wasn't, yeah, initially I wasn't, but this, this time around, I guess I, there's some, only so many times I can blame his age or being his immaturity, but in a relationship, there's two people and, and that's a, that's a pretty big deal. So there's only so many times you can give him that pass.
1: And I also think, I think those things are not mutually exclusive where you can, it's hard to parse it out Exactly if it's because of his age, you know, the way he's acting, if it's because of his age or if it's just because that's who he is. Mm-hmm. So you, I think to some degree I have to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he could just be a guy who flirts like that and that's his style. And also because he's a 19, not 18 year old young man, right? Man-child, so too. a man. <laughs> <laughs> it it sounds so harsh coming from you when you say it like that.
0: I mean, it's just, I don't write Hikaru's name in my notes. I just put man-child.
1: Really? Yeah. I thought I was the mean one.
0: No, no, no. It's, just, it's continuity, Jim. <sighs>
1: it's rough. All right. So, nice date. And then later on, uh, we see Hikaru talking to Hansan and Arman about it. Oh, yeah, giving the sit rep. And they're talking. And Arman, he has... A funny little word of advice for Hikaru. He says to him, "Look, I was in this same situation before. Just be careful, because even if things start out pretty good, it might not turn out the way you want them to."
0: That was obviously referencing his deal with uh, Adisa. Yeah, all everybody was sure that they were they were going to end up as a couple, but just took a hard left turn to to Swerveville and. Yeah, but I – so you said it was a funny – like, you didn't get that I, – I thought it was pretty genuine for coming from, from Armand.
1: I think it was genuine, but there was a part of me that also thought, just let the man enjoy this date. Because I don't know if Hikaru – if Hikaru were talking about it and he seemed like he was totally, you know, head over heels – in love, lust, or whatever, if he indicated as much, you know, these strong feelings towards Misaki, then I think Armand's saying that it would have fit more. But the way that Hikaru talked about it, he seemed like he was pretty, I mean, he brought up the, you know, her hands being, you know, close to his groin, which you said, you know, you didn't like, but he talked about that again while talking to Armand and Hansan about it. But it seemed like he was pretty level-headed about the whole date, and it mm-hmm. seemed, you know it didn't seem like he was like moving too fast, and so for Armand to say that, I just kind of thought like let let Hikaru have his moment. He's talking about this good first date that he had. Let him enjoy it. I,
0: that that was kind of a lob to to Armand though. That was I think it was too <laughs> too easy to let it go for him because yeah. <laughs> it, what prompted it was that Hikaru was like it just seems too easy, and because of that, Armand wanted to give you know to. Uh, a word of advice and like heed his word shall
1: you say yeah so. he's a good friend i mean he's been nothing but a good friend to everyone
0: yeah, yeah. And flipping over to the girls room on the other hand
1: oh boy yeah well just one quick thing before we do that hikaru also he basically calls misaki stupid oh yeah that was right? <laughs> that was nice wasn't it yeah yeah is this is where that man child label i i, I you're not being too harsh on them here, because it's even if you think that. I mean, to to say that, mm-hmm. it's just you're just needlessly talking ill about someone that you <laughs> claim to have had a good time with. Yeah. There's no reason for that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, that was a little bit rough.
1: Yeah, that was weird. Okay, so the girls' room, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Natsumi asks, of course, how the date went. Misaki said that she had a really good time. And Natsumi asks her if she loves him. At least that's that's the translation that we get. And Misaki nods her head yes. And I, I, I she needs to slow down. She needs to listen to the intro song and slow the fuck down there.
0: <laughs> I, I. So that's not how it was translated, right? But I'm trying to think back to what was actually said. Um, What Natsumi actually said. Because... With subbers, they they usually do like Netflix, be Netflix country roll or just like fan subs. They sometimes, rather than translating literally what the person said, it like directly into English, they try to capture the atmosphere or uh the feeling that they're trying to convey, and that makes for better translation. So, I'm not sure if Nachan said ski or daiski, and like daiski is like the more major one. But, um, yeah, I'm really curious to to go back and listen to what she says. Either, like, because if it's, like, Daisuke, like, or, like, love, I don't think there's any cultural thing there. I, I think that is pretty intense to say yes already. Because think about it after the first day with, like, somebody you just like, do you love them? Yeah, I love them.
1: Right. I think the most that you could reasonably say is that I had a, a really good time with them. I really like them. I think there's potential. Yeah. And I think even someone who is prone to falling for someone else quickly, I think that's the most reasonable thing that you could say. Yeah. But Misaki is, at least from what we got from the sub, she is in love with him already. <laughs> and uh, Oh boy, this is going to be interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah.
0: Misaki, and as as we'll see later on, I'm not sure about her.
1: Felix, why do you hate Misaki? Why do you text I, me at night? You wake me <laughs> up talking about how much you hate Misaki.
0: Listen, sometimes I just need to get these thoughts out of my head because if not, then who knows what I'll do? But oh, no, s- seriously. Jeez, <laughs> oh, it got dark real quick. Uh, I, I just said like I don't know. Just Misaki is just an interesting character. Let's just continue, and then we'll we'll go into it more. Hopefully, the audience, our, our audience, will agree.
1: Yeah. The uh, next scene, we see Misaki, Natsumi, and Hansan, and Natsumi, true to her word, she truly does not care if a guy that she's interested in has a girlfriend because she basically bludgeons her way into a fishing date with Hansan.
0: I thought it was interesting how Misaki and Nachan have like a parent trap thing going where they both scheme to help each other out. It seems because did you notice that Misaki was definitely egging them on and was qu- quite literally saying, yeah, you two should go on this fishing trip. Or, or you know, I, I, I was just like, it, do you have, you no shame? Like if we noticed that, I'm pretty sure Hansa noticed it, it, it of how it was like portrayed.
1: And I think it's OK to want to support your friend and to try to set up a situation in which you try to facilitate a date or the, so that it's just your friend and the person that they're interested in, but they're not subtle about it at all. No, It's, it, I mean, and with Misaki, like she, she's not subtle about anything. It's so painfully obvious what is happening that there's no way that Hansan does not see what's going on.
0: Yeah. Like I, I get that every, you know, every maverick needs a goose, but this, the way that they did it, like, especially later in the episode too. I, it, it just seems too much.
1: I think because of how blatantly obvious it is, the fact that Hansan agreed to it mm-hmm. raised some concerns for me. And, and I, I know I'm talking about your prize pig at the county fair here, Hansan. But, uh, you know, that, that that had some interesting implications there. Mm-hmm. Um, we then see Hansan and Armand in a in a very peaceful scene, staining wood together.
0: After the first half of this episode, it it seemed my mind raking over certain things, but this definitely was kind of the oasis and the negative emotions for me.
1: And I think right now, of all the house members, these two are the most relaxed and even keel. So I think it's not just what they're doing, but it's because it involves the two of them. Yeah. And they're talking and there's not a whole lot of drama. It's not totally without drama because of what is talked about with Hanson commenting that Armand seems to have a, a very relaxed and, quote, Hawaiian way of life while reminding him that he should try to move forward toward his goal of, of becoming a firefighter.
0: Yeah, I think it was just him trying to take the opportunity to get to know Arman and to get to know what he truly wants because i think hansan sees him as a friend and i know i keep dropping this word but genuine but genuine is very that word is very important to me as um a viewer of the show because that would that's what makes good tv for me personally and that's what i enjoy seeing so like if i get a sense of somebody being genuine then i don't know that resonates with me so i, I you know i think that he was really trying to help because he's like yeah you, you know you said you' were just you're supposed to be an aspiring firefighter what happened to that and I maybe trying to help Armon point his compass in the right direction
1: did you think it was a little bit intrusive in the way that he phrased it though
0: <sighs> maybe but I coming from Hansan I think it's less sharp you know for Armon because Han is Hanson
1: who can do no wrong who can do no wrong exactly obviously. When I first saw this, I was kind of taken aback. And I know in, in our last episode, I had talked about how I think Hanson can get away with saying certain things because of the way he says it and because people have the, you know, the rose tinted glasses when they're watching him. Mm-hmm. But I'm reminded when I, I bought my first car and the person who sold me the car, we, we were talking and uh, used car salesmen have such a bad rap. And I know, but this guy was great. And he told me something that I'll never forget. He said, Everyone in the world, you know, you talk about ways you can split people up. He said everyone either needs a pat on the back or a kick in the ass. Everyone on Earth falls into one of those two categories. So if Arman is the kick in the ass, maybe this is what this is from Hansan. Mm-hmm. So maybe it'll be a good thing. I don't know. Yeah. Um. So we see them and they're saying the wood. It's nice. And then we cut to Misaki and not to me talking about... Making well, Misaki mentioned that she wants to make a hamburger for Hikaru because on their date he mentioned that he really wanted a hamburger, Hanbaga. and she asks Hanbaga, yes, and she wanted to, or she tried to ask Natsumi to help her, <laughs> and Natsumi, <laughs> do the parent trap. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, it's like yeah. <laughs> these two Lindsay Lohan's are uh, <laughs> plotting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you're right. They are, scheming, but here's man. the
0: thing. Uh, let me, I'll let you finish first, like, uh, the, the, explain the scene, but I, I don't think they need to go to such great lengths to set this scene up.
1: Nachan says, listen, I think it'd be more coming from you, and she references the uh, poke incident where she helped Arman cook a, a um, poke bowl for Arisa, and Uchi really got in her case saying, well, it would have meant more if it came from just Arman, so Natsumi having learn her lesson from that said no this is all you girl you should take this yourself
0: yeah which i thought was very good of her
1: mhm very self aware you were going to comment on oh so something the w- else.
0: yeah so the way that they were setting this up the parent trap <laughs>
1: with, again with the parent trap the,
0: the 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 plan uh this time around was that um misaki wanted to, wanted Nachan to get Hikaru out of the house so she can prepare the 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 hamburger for for him. And the thing though is, what I was trying to say is that I didn't think they need to go to the strange lengths because he was already sleeping. So I thought that maybe she she could have just started cooking, and that would have been you know that even if she if he would have walked in while she was cooking, I think it would have the same exact impact if it was already done. You know what I mean? I, I thought it was a little bit much.
1: Just imagine waking up to the smell of a hamburger cooking. For you, and you see who's specifically. cooking and That would be great to oh, wake that up is to. That's
0: such a good scene. Jim, you're, you're a regular, I can't think of a director. Steven Spielberg.
1: Martin Scorsese, John John Singleton. <laughs> Sam
0: Raimi. You're a regular yeah. Sam Raimi.
1: I'm a regular Tommy Wiseau. Right? Felix, you love the room, love don't that. you? Yeah. Such a fun You always movie. drag me to midnight screenings of the room. Yeah, that that would be cool. But instead, yeah, they go through this whole thing and Misaki, we see her making the burger and Hikaru comes back from the fake errand and oh, boy, wants to know what's going on. Scene, huh? Oh, well, okay. this was something I I, uh, I could think about this scene for days, but it's 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 probably not worth it. Despite us doing this podcast, because it's just Misaki, I don't know what to make of her, man. Because Hikaru is eating the burger. She invites Natsumi to have some as well. So the three of them are eating the burger, and Misaki asks him no fewer than a thousand times if it's good. And he has to answer yes so much. that he I mean, he barely gets to eat it. He must have been eating it so slow. That was Because really he has annoying. to answer her every three seconds. Listen, I understand if there's someone you like, you do something for the first time, whether it's, You take them somewhere, maybe that you like, so you hope that they really like it. You cook them something, as Misaki did for Hikaru. You show them your favorite show. You play your favorite song or a song from your favorite band or artist or something. And you want that person to like it. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be kind of nervous. But then we see her cry, and it's it's a mystery. Can I paint
0: the scene real quick? Because... The way the way that this came about is just too like hard to watch. Paint and
1: Bob Ross, do it.
0: I need everybody else to suffer with me. So as Hikaru's eating it, he said, like after the probably what, like the thirtieth thousandth time that she asked, How is it? He said a bit hard. And then he laughs. Then Misaki cries and then he goes and then Hikaru goes, Oh, it's not that hard I don't the crying, I, I don't know how I feel about that. I, I can see how <clears throat> there's a bunch of like pent up anxiety um, and just relief all, all these different emotions for her to just release out this one out of this one moment. But do you think that I, I, I think that Misaki's emotionally unstable there's more evidence of it later, but she's very easy to be moved to tears and listen, so am I like I, I cry with like you know like all those Facebook videos of parents coming back from you know like the war and like seeing their children and wife like I, like all that all that shit's touching to me and like all those like commercials those like long commercials and stuff and and all that stuff yeah like I, the
1: one-legged dog rolling towards its owner.
0: Listen, that shit gets me. That will always get me. But for her, it seems a lot of, like a lot easier for her.
1: I think there there are a lot of people that are easily moved to tears, and but to this extent, there's not right. There's nothing wrong with that, but yeah. Oh, can I? Sorry, I don't
0: mean to interrupt. I'm sorry. There's nothing wrong with crying. Obviously, I just want to get that yeah. right. Be like, there's nothing wrong with crying. I think crying is good. That I just want to say that. Yeah. I'm sorry.
1: Continue. Yeah. Yeah. No. That, that's that's absolutely right. But when you look at the situation, it just it's hard to really imagine anyone crying after a situation like this. Mm-hmm. You can be relieved, but to to think, in a way, I, I I feel bad for her that she would be this anxious about it, that she she would just hang all of her hopes and her feelings and her emotions on whether or not the guy that she's interested in is really enjoying his hamburger. Because the worst that can happen is he says, it... Was good and and even if he didn't like it, even though he's a man child, he wouldn't tell her that it's absolute trash or it's total garbage. Even if he didn't like it,
0: I don't know. Maybe he would because he is. A <laughs> he, is a mature.
1: he is pretty direct, but I don't think he's that bad. Yeah,
0: I, I I think yeah, I think he wouldn't go that far either.
1: Yeah. So back to what you said about Misaki and her emotional state. It's a bit unsettling, but I think for me, it's it's more of a I want to understand where she's coming from and why she she cares this much. Because, again, you're dating someone for the first time or you're beginning to date someone. Mm -hmm. You care about what they think, obviously. But she just it's hard to imagine a situation where you would cry over something like that. But she does. And we see it. And uh, boy, is it weird. Mm -hmm. I wonder how Nachan must have felt. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The camera really wasn't on her much.
1: Watching the whole thing, yeah. So after this debacle, um, we get to the end of episode 27, and Adisa makes the announcement that she's going to leave after her hat extravaganza.
0: Hat spectacular bonanza.
1: Hat spectacular bonanza. <laughs> Half price, all hats. And she and Armand have a really nice, mature conversation.
0: Yeah, I really like that. That was another really good scene to come out of this hell hole. Of an episode. <laughs> uh, God, I feel like we flipped roles this episode of tourist house. Um, but yeah, it yeah, was you're pretty it was, mean so far, man. It, it was a really nice. They were basically just talking with each other, uh, stating, you know, my best times were with you, Armand. And, so, and, or a lot of my uh, memories are with you, Armand and stuff. And Armand, definitely had a really good line with uh saying that you're the first this is the first time that i really admired a woman and i thought that was nice
1: what it a was, gentleman
0: it it was a nice it was a nice cap to the whole armand and arisa saga
1: it was and i think the thing that i like most about it is that it wasn't necessary as in there weren't any loose ends there weren't any mm-hmm, yeah. unspoken feelings because they already had that and even when he went to her room and said listen You can't even spare 10 minutes for me to talk to me. You said that you wanted to continue to date. And when she said, I don't think I can think about a relationship right now. So they end it well. And he said, I hope we can continue to be good roommates. Yeah. And so there was, I think, that mutual respect there, even at at that point. But this just solidifies it. And that's why this scene was so enjoyable. Yeah. She's going to have her big time hat (laughs) blow out. (laughs) Listen, uh, there's nothing wrong with her. It, it, you don't it's need just, to explain yourself, Jimmy. This is her thing. Like this defines her because she's never in the house. So this is just her thing. Yeah. So that's why it's hilarious. You know,
0: that last scene was definitely what I want to say quickly before we move on. Mm-hmm. Is that it was a very it was a nice not only cap for them but it was a cap for her. as much as we chat on Adisa last episode for not being there because she's so busy but uh, with her business. It was still nice for her to say. That, that made me like Arisa again.
1: Me too. That leads us right into episode 28. This one starts off and we immediately see signs of <laughs> Hikaru's changing feelings towards Misaki. And I'm laughing because this is just a funny scene. Uh, he's drawing. And he's just drawing. It's not for like a class because he's not in school, right? He's just... Drawing, right, it's mm-hmm. not for anything
0: yeah i i I think it's just the producer saying, like draw something, and I actually have a note about what they drew. I don't know if you did,
1: oh, no, I thought it was really cool what what he drew, but I didn't take any notes down. Do you wanna talk about that
0: uh yeah, well, first, let me say, I really <sighs> God, yeah, the roles really did switch. I can't stand the interactions between these two, like okay. It seems like Misaki can't forgive Hikaru, so that causes her to like keep pestering him to see, like you know, what is pissing him off, and it's just this perpetual nagging for, I guess, the two of them, and it, I don't know. It just ends up not a good vibe between the two of them.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on the vibe being very negative. The take that I have on it, though, it's a bit different in that. I do think Misaki can read Hikaru. I think she likes him so much that she's purposefully ignoring all of the warning signs. <laughs> so that then does he she truly off.
0: know then? I if it if, if you're if you're so blinded by your feelings for somebody, I don't think then that means you, you you know what the deal is then. Because obviously she's you can't debate though that like she's annoying Hikaru, right? That's what's causing Hikaru to be standoffish. Yes, right? Yes. So if if you do know that fact, wouldn't you back off at that point?
1: I think a person with more emotional stability would. But I yeah. think because she likes him so much, it's almost like she knows that she shouldn't it, at least the sense that I get. She knows that she shouldn't be asking him a million questions. She shouldn't be pestering him because that's what it is because he's you know, he's clearly annoyed by it. Yeah. I get the feeling that she knows what's happening, but it's almost like she can't help herself. She likes yeah. him so much that she wants to know, and it's 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 this weird sort of dissonance that she has where she probably, her rational side is thinking, okay, okay, stop, stop, but she just, I don't, I don't know. It's yeah. a passion, it's an emotion, whatever it is. And we see Hikaru, he is giving her these increasingly short answers when they're talking about the drawing, and then Hansan swoops in, and says, music, really, really cool. This is such a smooth move from Hansan. And Hikaru says, yeah, that's a good idea. And then when Misaki goes, oh, I know, I have something now. Hansan immediately leaves. He doesn't stick around <laughs> to listen to what Misaki has to say. He's annoyed by her, too. <laughs> but he does, you know,
0: he just does the, like like i'll be right back like the whole like uh like chris tucker and a rush hour thing um but which is pretty smooth on his
1: part it is because he even says i think he says later or like see ya or something as soon as as Misaki's is oh i have it he goes see ya and he gets his water and he exits stage right he gets the heck out of there oh god man
0: but did you have anything on the drawings
1: oh no no so
0: I thought it was interesting because both of their drawings were complete one eighty of each other, mm-hmm. and Hikaru's seemed to be like kind of chaotic, all one color. Um, you know, he had like fra like I guess like it's like fracture or whatever in like the top right. It had like uh like different shapes and stuff like that, and it it was really interesting because then it cuts to Misaki's, and it's just like colorful. I guess it was just like it was just like stick figures of like of families, but it was like had like different colors and stuff. And then in she wrote a uh, kanji because I don't know this probably was after Hanson came in to say that she wrote a kanji saying of like uh, the kanji of Oto, so like sound. Uh, I mean, it's also the first part of like music too. So I don't know. Maybe they were just so at a loss of like we have no idea what to draw. They were just doing whatever. But I just thought it was really interesting, like how how different they were.
1: After that, we see Hansan talking to some of the guys, and he confesses that he got his girlfriend a fishing rod and he had been thinking about it, and he decides that he cannot go fishing with Natsumi anymore. Mm-hmm. And then he goes into her room or in, into the girl's room, and she's there, and he lets her know, and then uh, she is, starts to cry.
0: This is my favorite scene. All the, right, there's the, a lot
1: to unpack here. Yeah,
0: this is my favorite scene of the 3.
1: I kind of had some quote fake issues with Hansan when he first came into the house. I had some actual issues with he with with how he conducted himself in this scene because he lets her know, listen, we can't go fishing, and then she gets upset. And then he asks her what's wrong. This is this is mistake number 1 from him. Based on what we had talked about, with the last episode of Terrace House earlier in this episode from, from episode 27, he has to know that Natsumi has feelings for him. No matter how strong or weak they are, she is interested in him to some degree. So for him to ask what's wrong, he has to know it's because he rejected her. There's no way that he didn't know that that's why she was upset. And so to ask her what was wrong, it's kind of like rubbing salt in the wound to me. And then not only that, but he continues on and he says, listen, I'm here. Let's go out for a drink. So let's go out. And to me, that that when he turned her down for the fishing trip, yes, there was the issue that that literal act of going fishing was something that he told his girlfriend that he was going to do with her. But I also thought it was implied that he really probably shouldn't hang out with any of the women in the house one-on-one. That's what I got from that. So when he asks her out for a drink, that goes against what, again, I, I, I assumed the implications were from turning her down for the fishing trip. So I really had an issue with that. I think that was very, very stupid of him to do. And almost toying with her emotions because, once again, there's no way that he didn't know how she felt about him.
0: I can see where you're coming from, but I I, I don't I don't have an issue with, with what he did. Mainly because of what it turned out to be. What the issue really turned out to be. At least what Nachan says it was at that moment. I think that it was right for him to first, I guess just going through it, it was right for him to say, actually, we can't do this whole fishing thing. It's probably because... He told his girlfriend. His girlfriend yelled at him. Right, <laughs> like you can't oh, do that. <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, and it just—it was just him being kind of aloof, uh, not aware in the moment. When, like when the, uh, it originally he got invited out to go with Nachon. So yeah, he's like, you know what? I actually can't go. Promise my girlfriend. Right there, that she—you just see a sing, like a tear fall down her face you see just build up and then like finally just like, like fall down her face. I feel that it was right of Han San to try to comfort her, or at least to try to figure out what exactly is going on because they hardly, you know, they, again, yeah, she has feelings for him. I get that. And, you know, he probably does too, but for, for that type of reaction to come out of a rejection of a date, you know, that yes, she's just probably looking forward to it. And yes, she's probably really into it, but like crying, Right then and there, as soon as he said it, it seems really extreme. So I think he was, again, saying it, genuinely worried about her. I don't think it's hypocritical because... I mean, you said it yourself, because it's not fishing like the thing that he promised his girlfriend that they would go do. I think going out just for a drink, just going out to a restaurant, I, I don't think that's hypocritical at all of him. I think it was... The right thing to do in that moment to try to comfort her. What what it turns out to be is like Uchi seems to be a lot of things going on with her, and that was the one thing that that broke it and, and and caused her to collapse. So he was there to help her unpack everything and and try to sort out her feeling. In the end, I really think it, it did help her. It was it was good for her. And base and I, I, uh, what what happened was that she says she really nachan feels recently in the house because of all the fights that she was in the center of she couldn't feel like she couldn't speak her mind or be herself so she was losing sight of herself which is very serious and and i totally understand why she she was moved to tears in that moment but for hansan to to be there for her in that moment and to help her try to sort out her feelings i think that was fine I don't think because that implication for both of them then is not like oh this is a date yes yeah you know, you know I get to go on a date with Hansan or whatever like that I think it, it was just an outing for them to get to talk just and that's it and it to to help sort out her feeling.
1: I agree that the implication was that it was not a date and I don't think either of them looked at it as a date not in the way that had they went fishing. At least from Natsumi's side, she might have thought, oh, well, he agreed to this with me. Let's see if maybe we can go out again. Maybe we'll see if we can go on an actual date despite him having a girlfriend. My issue is that the situation was ripe because of what they were talking about, because of how fresh this all was. And even though, as you said, and I do agree with you that like Uchi, and it was a really good comparison, by the way, I actually didn't even think of that is that there is that one little thing that totally makes everything crumble. And the rejection, I think, that's what that was for Natsumi. However, given the circumstance, this is a situation, it's ripe for feelings to develop. When you go out with someone, you talk about things that are this deep and this personal. And to me, you have to keep it in context, and I think the context was all right, I got these feelings, and then oh, I can't date you, but let's go out and I can be an ear for you. I can give you advice. It's it's totally fine to be a friend. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not advocating that Han San ignore her and, you know, if she walks into a room, he gets up and leaves. I'm not saying that at all. But I think in, in that moment, because it was so raw and emotions were running high, it was the perfect opportunity for feelings to grow because then when he listens, she can think, oh, he's such a good listener too, and that might carry the song longer than it needs to be because I don't think anything can or should happen between the two of them.
0: So, okay, I, can, I, I, I get that. So yeah. maybe in this sense... Han hansan was too perfect to a fault meaning like he can't leave her like this so he has to do something he even says like it, it this is an emergency let's just go now right so maybe you know that's be it if it was right or wrong he in that moment just wanted to help her and i can't fault him for that
1: One last thing that I just want to point out about this discussion that they have is that at one point she says, I'm normally not interested in other people's relationships, which can't be true because that was a whole thing with Uchi Nori, right? Yeah. How How is she not into that?
0: Yeah, I don't, I I didn't catch that.
1: That really, because now like I'm really sort of questioning her again. Cause I'm like, you know, like with her saying, like she feel like, you know, she feels like she can't be herself. I get that. But when she said that, I'm like, that can't be true. Yeah, because like, that was the,
0: that was the whole thing. That was a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. that was the whole thing. Yeah, Yeah, I, I'm not too sure.
1: Yeah, so yeah, we'll so you know we'll have to wait and see what happens there.
0: So after that whole scene or debacle, <laughs> I guess debacle. The <laughs> there was a, a funny scene. After that, with Misaki, Nachan, and Hansan, do you remember that where Na, uh, Misaki gets pissed that that Nachan talked to Hansan and not her?
1: Right, because that's what Misaki is asking Hansan because she said, "Oh, I heard the two of you went out for dinner." Yeah, and Hansan's like, "Yeah," and then so, she, yeah. so
0: yeah, she took it. She took it pretty hard, and I, for the sake of time, I'm not going to go into that too much. But what I do want to go into is that that this turns into drilling of Armon, and so the gun gets pointed towards Armon again, where I think uh, was it Hansan again who says you know see, doesn't like seeing Arisa do her thing with her hat spectacular showman
1: extravaganza
0: <laughs> extravaganza uh, that does not. Doesn't that kick you in the ass? Doesn't that uh, inspire you at all and stuff? And he says, you know, all I want to do is just surf and come back to a family, like, and you know that. And then, and they they say "Uh, that's so Hawaiian, (laughs) like. So I thought, uh, did you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, this sucks for two reasons. The first reason is that it's completely unprompted from Han San. Mm-hmm. There was no mention of Arisa at all. They were talking about how Misaki was upset, how Natsumi didn't go to her. And then there's a bit of a pause. And out of nowhere, that's what Hanson brings up. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it came out of left field. And Armand I think, was right to react the way that he did you know he wasn't his usual like engaging self he was lying on the couch and you know he gave that great line as you said about wanting to surf and come home to his family
0: and that says a lot too right everybody always yeah, says it like, does the this whole theme of the show um with people coming in and saying you know what's your dream and how do you achieve it and stuff it's really it's really interesting to to see somebody no somebody would just be satisfied with just like working just to, a job just to be enough to support his family and to surf.
1: and what sucked from hanson is that this is the second time that he has talked to armand about this and like you say he says that's a hawaiian but he says it and it seems so dismissive because the first time you know when they're in the wood and armand says i just i what do you say like i wait for the wave or something or like yeah. i wait for the wave and then i ride it Hansan goes, oh, maybe I'm just a little bit jealous when it's just the two of them in the cafe that mm-hmm. they're building. But when it's everyone, it takes on a more dismissive tone. It's like you're going to call this guy out for being lazy by your standards. He gives you a valid answer, a, a well-thought-out answer. He didn't say, I don't know, bro, I'm just going to chill, you know. He has a, a very good line, and it's dismissed. A part of this reminded me of drilling Hikaru about getting mad. And you push someone, you push someone, and then you are just dismissive of what they say. It's feeling like you're not being heard, and that 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 really, I really felt for Armon here.
0: I didn't think it was as intense as you're putting it, but I I still see there was to some degree that it definitely did happen. So. Oh, I hated
1: this man. I really hated it.
0: So all
1: right, all right. <laughs> so yeah.
0: so then we have another. <laughs> saki and he caught her scene where, surprise surprise yeah, where um it comes I forgot what what exactly came up, because I know the lines that were said, but what started, what was the catalyst,
1: not to me, who earlier this episode said. I don't care about the relationships of others. Is sitting with Hikaru and Misaki, and out of nowhere says, "Oh, so what's up with you yeah, too?" Yeah.
0: So uh, they get into basically the argument, and, and Misaki basically says, "You should learn from Hansan, or you can learn from Hansan." And that, <laughs> that like that took Hikaru like way off, like way off course and way off bounds. You could see he was just totally PO'd. Yeah. And. Nachan was mediating some more things and and said, like, don't you like her? And Hikaru says, did I say I like her? (laughs) Ouch. And you can see. So now, you know, I've been been coming down on Misaki pretty hard for being, like, moved to tears very easily. This is a very valid time to be moved to tears because that hurt. Like, that must have hurt. Because that hurt me. (laughs) Like, that, like, hurt me.
1: It hurt, but I actually... I get where Hikoto was coming from because when they talk about it, they're talking about it in relation to the hot spring. Right? Oh, to yeah. To the onsen.
0: I don't want to go to a co- – he said he didn't want to go to a co-ed uh, onsen, but like pre, pre-datal.
1: Exactly. Is that a and, word? I mean, like before they <laughs> date, you know. It is now. Making up words. Your false words.
0: Listen, I'm an innovator. Okay. <laughs>
1: nachan says, "Oh, but isn't it okay to go with someone you like, and that's oh, when that's he it. daggers yeah. it. yeah, he totally daggers it. i well, before we get into that brutal because, it was harsh, but if Hikadu feels that way, let him feel that way.
0: There's always a way to phrase certain things in certain situations, especially if you're in in the presence of more than just one person. You know, I I get like snapping at people, or like snapping and having your your thoughts and voice voice and opinions heard at that time. But I feel like there were there's there is definitely a better way to put that. And I feel like then again it comes down to his age and him being a little bit immature.
1: Right, that filter is not there for yeah, him. Filter,
0: yes, yes, the, the social filter. Right. Yeah. So. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah, it it's his feelings that I understand, but yeah, but the words they need to be softened up a little bit. And he's acknowledged it in the past. I mean, he said, "Listen, I might be a bit too direct, and I don't mean to be." But yeah, he hasn't built that social filter yet, and maybe he hasn't really had a chance to develop it. But now would be a good time. And we see yeah, that he has yeah, a long yeah. way to go, especially
0: especially in Terrace house. And that's what Terrace house is for a lot of people is like growth
1: yeah so. yeah All right. so this is uh oh boy it was yeah. rough it was the dagger in the heart <laughs>
0: next scene we have the nice meal that adisa prepares for everybody uh as thank you for helping her with her her uh exhibit yeah now question do you think that meal was worth <laughs> the the amount of like physical labor that they put into helping her
1: she probably could have done more <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't one of them say something about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I think Hansan may, or maybe Armand. I think one of the guys yeah. says like, "Oh, then we should get this many, you know, drinks or whatever." And I, I, yeah,
0: that's just me being. That's me being cynical.
1: No, it should have been a dinner, and then let's go out for a round of drinks, and, and let's continue here is to a get check drinks. for three
0: thousand yen per hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah so that was that was nice the set off yeah. was nice
1: yeah and she talks about how she said that she never thought that she would not want to leave because it seemed like you know when she said that her goal seemed to be get in and get out yeah which is look as a viewer i feel like that's exactly what she did so it was kind of surprising to see her say that because i'm like you you were really never here
0: yeah <laughs> so you you're basically get get in Get out and then never get back in again. <laughs> like, right, just, like, like you were gone.
1: Yeah, and I get working on the you know we
0: gotta stop shitting on her for like working so hard.
1: It's not that we're shitting on her; it's just that she's like a non-factor. That's why, like, I'm even hesitant to name her as an MVL most weeks because there's just not enough yeah data on her. True, you know. But yeah, so she she pieces out. But the and scrapbook, has the scrapbook was
0: nice. They did a little scrapbook for her.
1: And Armand wrote in English. Did you see that? Yeah,
0: that was funny. I thought that was funny. He started reading in English, too. I
1: thought that was funny. It was was cute. It was funny, yeah. And she leaves. I just wonder why he did that.
0: And she leaves, and people cry. Nice little zoom in on Armand. As soon as the door shuts behind her, we have the preview for our next housemate.
1: It's a long intro, man. Yeah, it is, isn't it? I think it's the longest one we've seen, and it's her mom and... You know, her Her mom seems to be very concerned about her, and she wants to make sure that her daughter is going to be safe in the big city. And, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's so long and drawn out.
0: But we get to see her.
1: Yeah, so we get right into 29. I just want to say, before she gets to the house, I don't ever remember Tokyo being that empty. Like, she's getting off the train, and it seemed like there was no one there. Like, do they clear the areas out when people are walking or something? I mean, isn't? What's the deal? I think
0: their location is is actually not too not that dense of an area.
1: Okay, just because I was amazed. I mean, she's walking. There's like barely anyone in the shot. I'm like, this was not my experience when I was in Tokyo. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, so, I, I mean, I was they're also... not like
0: they don't live in like Shibuya or anything. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But we we get uh we get introduced to Riko Nagai.
1: Yes, she is 18 years old. She is Miss. High school Japan or whatever her title. <laughs> that's not her <laughs> title, but that, I like mean that's basically a what it contest is. Contest
0: winner, national level. So, what I want to ask you is, or what I want to talk to you about is, well, okay, let's let's go more into her, and then I'll, I'll ask it after. Why don't you finish the profile on on Rico Rico Chan?
1: Yes. So riko Chan is pretty shy, but she seems very nice. She has never lived in Tokyo before, and she's excited to live in the city. Misaki and Natsumi are are the first ones to comment on that. They talk about how young and cute she is, and I think, I mean, they, that's what they say to her, you know, the guys are saying, oh, you know, they're asking some questions, and even Nachan asks, I forget if it's her or Misaki who asks um, if she's ever lived in Tokyo before, but Aside from that, it's the, oh she's so cute, she's so young, and and yeah. there's and there's a lot of that. So then they show her to uh, Misaki and Natsumi, show Riko to her room, and Arman and Hikaru were talking, and Armand mentions that she didn't look at him mm-hmm. even once, and he comes to the conclusion that she probably hasn't seen too many mixed people or many foreigners, which I thought was interesting. I mean, we you know we've certainly discussed that before, uh, but interestingly enough. I I didn't assume that. Like, if Armand hadn't pointed that out, I probably wouldn't have even thought that. But did you have any thoughts on that?
0: I, there wasn't enough shots for me to notice if it actually was like that. So I didn't really think much of it. So there wasn't much evidence for me to go off of. Yeah. To come to my own, like, opinion.
1: Right. And hey, I there could have been a lot more. But, yeah. 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 It so certainly was. So he was, was like,
0: I, maybe I should have covered up my tattoos or something.
1: You know, and that's something that I mean that that I forget is is that I think Armand is is the only one that we've seen who has really any tattoos. I mean, some of the you know there might be tattoos in places that we haven't seen, but uh, you know, for some of the other housemates. But Armand is the only one with visible tattoos, and that's that's not too common to see among like twenty somethings. I mean, you know, you, you I mean we both know a, a bunch of people with tattoos. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, that's interesting to see.
0: So Hikaru, he's 19. Yes. And Riko is 18. Do you... I thought it was super interesting to compare the two of them, even though they don't have much of an interaction. To me, Hikaru feels like... Like a 24-year-old... In a... With, like, a 12-year-old attitude. And which feels like super far away from Rico who just seems young, cute, innocent and all that. But the fact of the matter is there's only a year between the two.
1: I think Rico definitely more acts her age, at least from what we've seen. Right. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's unfair of me to say, right. It's unfair of me to say that at, at this point, but Hikaru very early on, he was talking about how he's dated women who were like more than twice his age, pretty much like, Their paths in life must have been very different, and not just the fact that you know he's a man and you know she's a woman. Um, It's yeah, it is kind of interesting to think about that. There was that scene where it was just the two of them talking, though they were in the living room and they were talking on the couch, and and I forget what they were talking about, but I feel like they really both they showed their age, but not in a bad way. Yeah, it was just kind of like. getting to know each other in a very innocent sort of way. And it was funny because with Hikaru, and that kind of made me think about Hikaru, you know, that, that's, that's, that's a good topic that you mentioned because it might be possible that when he's around older people, maybe he tries to put on, like, it could just be a front for him, mm-hmm. like trying to be all tough and stuff. Because again, with Rico, like, he seemed, he didn't kind of have that edge that most of the other characters have accused him of having. And it could be just because she's new and he, you know, there's really no reason for him to have an attitude or anything or to try to, like, act tough or what have you. But that's just maybe something to consider, maybe something, you know, to keep an eye on.
0: And also, she goes, her high school is online, isn't it? It's an online school.
1: Yeah, I think she has to go to, like, an actual brick-and-mortar building twice a month, right? Yeah, she takes think, a yeah, the bullet, bullet train. train. Yeah, she'll, she'll
0: have to take it. Uh, and maybe Hikaru had, you know, maybe his group of friends... Call, I mean, you are the sum of your parts, right? So that, that probably applies to Hikaru. And then Riko, like, she doesn't have much to sum up outside of being... a. A national beauty pageant winner and going to an online school so and having social interactions twice a month
1: yeah exactly Physical their backgrounds are, thing, yeah. are pretty different and yeah so i'm not too surprised at at at, at the difference in the way that they are
0: they're similar in age but it doesn't seem like that at all
1: yeah totally uh we see hansan and rico meet and Hanson is super casual about it and some of the other of people point that out and Uh, Misaki says that if Riko has any questions or wants to talk about any relationship issues, she should go to Hansan. And then Arman, in a way, I think, (laughs) you know, thinking about, you know, what we had just said, you know, where he felt that maybe she didn't really warm up to him as much as he would have liked her to, said, you can also come to me, too. You can talk to me about, about relationships, which... And then there was a pause, and everyone just laughed, yeah, yeah. and I felt bad he probably, for the yeah, guy. He
0: probably, yeah, he probably felt pretty shitty about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Poor Armand. He's just, <laughs> man, he can't catch a break. So later on, we see Rico and Misaki talking, and Rico mentions that she has to buy some stuff because she doesn't have a whole lot of like basic household items and essentials, and Misaki offers to go shopping with her. And they go out, and they get some stuff. They talk a little bit about... Love and Rico seems to be super interested in who Misaki likes and Misaki says that she likes Hikaru and she mentions that she doesn't really know how he feels and then uh, this this begins one of the most uncomfortable scenes that we've seen so far. <laughs> they they go to Shibuya 109 and they get some loungewear because it's not quite like lingerie but it it's it's more revealing than what we've seen thus far. They guy, you know, they buy it, they go home and then we see Hikaru and Well, the whole the whole Riko. reason
0: about doing it was because Misaki thinks that Hikaru doesn't think that she is feminine enough.
1: Yeah. And then we see them at home and Hikaru and Riko are sitting on the couch talking and Misaki comes down and <laughs> This is hard to talk about, man. I oh God. She comes down and she has on I guess like a long sweater type thing. And she comes in, she sits down on the couch and she has the thing that she brought, you know, the loungewear on under it. And she's try she 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 wants to sh- you know, as she said to Rico, she wants to show off her feminine side. So she sits in on the couch and she's revealing parts of her. she's kind of like she slips off her sweater to show her shoulder, but the whole time she's like giggling and she's looking at Rico kind of like, "Hey, I'm doing it. Isn't this really funny and cool that I'm doing it?" Like it was totally just it was like the least sexy thing I have ever seen, and her goal was to try to be sexy, you know she wanted to show off her feminine side. And she totally missed the mark. And Hikaru, he said, yeah, like, you look sexy a couple times. But he was generally confused, and I felt like he was very put off by it.
0: Yeah, it was a very cringe scene.
1: It, oh, my God. Ugh. After the whole debacle, she, I mean, she's down there for, what, maybe five minutes? And then she yeah. gets up and leaves, and Hikadu is just stunned on the couch. i I don't think he knew what hit him. And he tells Armand as much when they're out, and he says, I don't know about Misaki, and Armand says, oh, you know, the loungewear thing. Hikaru says, yeah, I mean, that's not going to change my mind, which I thought was very telling because we had seen, even before that, he seemed to be sort of cooling towards her in terms of his feelings. And he says what you, Felix, had said earlier, that to him, she seems very emotionally unstable. And this was, uh, it was just, it was so telling. And I mean, if there were any doubts about where this is headed, I think this really just kind of seals the deal. Then we see Armand and Rico and they're interacting in the game room. And I thought this this was so fascinating, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, it seemed pretty awkward at first. But as the conversation starts to build up, it, it was cute. It was a really cute
1: scene, I think. He comes right out and says, do I scare you?
0: it didn't come out like right out he was saying well there was some small talk there yeah but i that's but i think that's important to the scene because there was awkward silence and and the editors didn't cut that so you you can get that kind of so you can see the air in the room right so do you so so do you like the ocean yeah i like the ocean like it's just like very small but i don't know the build-up to eventually do i scare you was nice
1: yeah like i said cute It's a good question to ask, but it's one of those things where even if she were, I don't know if she would say, yeah, you scare me because you're half Japanese and you're tatted up. Like, I don't know if she'd be honest with him, especially like when you're directly asked that. You know, I think some people tend to shy away from giving direct answers despite being asked a direct question. And maybe that's how she was. I mean, I don't think that he does scare her. But even if he did it will be you know i don't know if she would have given like a completely honest and truthful answer there she seems honest to me and then the final scene at dinner uh it's a welcome dinner for rico and they're having a good time talking about the cherry blossoms and everyone is getting along and natsumi begins her she she was doing pretty good in these 3 episodes and then she, it 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 totally. I still don't get why she she did what she did. She asks the men what they like about a woman or what what interests them in a woman, and it's a bit unclear. Like I think the guys are kind of you know they're kind of giving some funny answers, and they're you know it's not super clear like what is going on. And then not to me says, "What do you think about loungewear?" In a direct. Reference to what happened with Misaki and Hikaru. And Misaki doesn't like it. I mean, she you know she lets her know. She's like, we don't have to talk about that. And Natsumi plays dumb or, or something. I mean, th- th- this is cruel. This is just straight up cruel. And Natsumi says, what? I'm just asking. I'm just trying to have a discussion. And Misaki says something to the effect of, you really... What does she say? Like, you say things without thinking sometimes like she i mean she really lets her know that like this is not okay
0: yeah i forgot i don't know it was really hard to watch this scene
1: yeah yeah so what's what's your take on this whole thing
0: i i don't know it's like not had like a really good thing going i thought that after the talk with our uh hansan that she would start turning like turn over a new leaf which it didn't seem like she was doing and just she kind of brought it back to uh, to ground zero with this one. So, I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all.
1: Yeah. It was
0: very, yeah, it was, like you said, it was very cruel.
1: My first reaction, you know, you saw the wine being poured, so there were drinks. But that, that doesn't excuse it. I mean, I think Cassie said it last episode, you know, that a drunk person's words and actions are the sober person's thoughts. And for whatever reason, like... Natsumi didn't like it or she wanted to. I don't know why this was brought up, but it ends on this cliffhanger. And we'll see what happens next week. We'll see the end of this if if it gets resolved. I mean, this is a a pretty crazy thing that happened here. It was hard to watch. It's always hard to watch. This is torture.
0: (laughs) All right, to wrap it up, we have a closing segment where we pick an MVP slash MVL some most valuable person slash loser uh so jim do you want to start off this week
1: yeah sure so the mvp i was gonna say Adisa, but again there's just not enough data so it's got to be Armon. i mean he um he defended his way of life right a couple times and he had a nice honest conversation with Rico, you know, to potentially clear the air if she felt, you know, some sort of strange way about him. So good job with Arman. Uh, my MVL, I was, I was going to say Hanson, but Felix was going to reach through the computer and strangle me if I said that. Uh, and it wasn't all bad. I have to go with Natsumi.
0: Yeah, that last scene didn't really do well for her.
1: Yeah, I mean, that last scene totally did it. Even before that, you know, with her and that seemingly truthful discussion that she had with Hansan saying I don't like to get involved or I don't care about other people's relationships that that is not true you know it was weird I mean there's no way that that's not true you know so she's lying about that and then yeah I mean the last scene from 29 making fun of Misaki for no reason was a nightmare hated that how about you
0: so my MVP I have I I have Hansan again of course you do no, I, I'm serious. <laughs> All right. I'm serious because, like, I know that that, that conversation with Natsumi seemed to have, you know, a, had a different effect for you. Mm-hmm. But for me, that that really did it. I really liked he, – he seems to be the perfect listener. He only spoke only at times, you know, um, when when appropriate, and he had some good lines. So – and I know that, like – the way that he was drilling Armand was a little bit rough. I think he's doing it in, in, in an honest... Because he honestly cares for him, even though they haven't known each other for that long. So, i pick Hansan. My MVL, I don't know. It was a tie for me between Misaki and, and Nachan. But that last scene tipped it to the scale to, in her favor for being my MVL for this week. For the same reason. I'm not going to reiterate it.
1: Yeah, she sucked, man. That, yeah, that oh really, my that god. Really
0: that was That was not a good look.
1: Yeah, that was not. So wrapping it up,
0: visit welcome to that will link you to our simplecast website that's where you can find all our social media stuff, our Twitter and our Facebook. Twitter I'm starting to use now for our launches, so please give us a follow on there. Also, please subscribe on your favorite podcasting listening apps. And that way you can keep updated with us every Monday for new episodes. And on top of that, if you do like what you're listening to, please review us on iTunes. That helps spread the word about our podcast and our show on the topic of spreading word. Also, if you can share with your friends, with some of your friends who are already fans of the show, great. But also, if they're not fans of the show just yet. Uh, I feel like this is a good aid for people to who who are just getting into the show is it's definitely um something nice to listen to along watching you know three episodes a week is definitely doable. so yeah that that's about it. So Jim, why don't you close us out?
1: All right, folks, you' just listened to episode eleven of Tourist House where we covered episodes twenty seven through twenty nine of Terrace House. Please join us next week for episode 12, where we will cover episodes 30 through 32 of Terrace House. Thanks so much for listening. This is Jim. This is Felix. Take care, everyone. Peace.